Look, I understand the internet, okay? People are thirsty, and in order to quench the thirst, they're going to make thirst traps, okay? I get it. But there is a thin line between admiring someone's work and talent, acknowledging that this person is very, very attractive, and yes, maybe even hot, and then straight up normalization of talking about their body parts, fetishizing them, commenting what you would do to that person, because those cute little comments that people comment of what they would do to these celebrity males and this and that is considered funny but if that celebrity was a woman that would not slide at all and i think it's time that we have a conversation about these double standards that everyone just seems to ignore both aren't okay hello everybody it is me salem and welcome to my podcast which is audio versions of my youtube channel here that you can take along with you to the gym to do laundry whatever it is that you want to do today we're going to be talking about pedro pascal and the hypersexualization and objectification he faces and how this can be kind of a slippery slope that causes a lot of problems for young men in hollywood and of course so so much more so stay tuned Pip pip and cheerio everyone, it's me, Salem, and welcome back to my Chanel. I look like a clearance, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure doll. Um, just, just ignore it. This whole week has been so awful. My phone completely broke twice. I had to drive like four hours just to get it fixed because I literally live in the middle of nowhere. I'm pretty sure that I committed tax fraud on accident. And also the video I promised you guys that I would upload last week ended up being like six hours of footage. So I couldn't upload it on the time that I said I was gonna upload it on. So uh, give your girl a break. I have been praying to the Lord on high to give me patience. He's testing me extra hard, but fortunately I am one of God's silliest of soldiers and I will overcome, so. I am so excited because in two weeks, I'm going to Vegas. It's the only thing I've been looking forward to since I got the tickets. I'm going to the sick new world rock tour. The lineup is so good. POD, Evanescence, Deftones, Flyleaf, Incubus, and System of a Down. If you see me wandering around, don't be afraid to say hi. I always love meeting you guys in real life, except if you're creepy. I do not want to meet creepy people. Do not ask me for feet pics because um, you have to pay for those. I just had to put that out there because with social media nowadays, the creepos are definitely starting to blend in a little too well with the normies. Like you never know, there could be someone right now that you are watching wearing a wig and a painted on mustache. The way the internet is going nowadays is definitely in a route where it's so much easier to be creeps online. Which look, I get it, it's normal, it's the internet, right? Within these waves of obsession, there's normal people who are like, you know, yeah, this actor or celebrity and or singer, I really like their work. And then there's other people who are like, I would literally murder my entire family to be with this person. This brings me to today's topic, the internet's obsession over Pedro Pascal. Oh God, it's so good. Mmm, mm, so good. Mmm, so good and tasty. Mm, mm. 
So I didn't know who Pedro Pascal was for a really long time. I've heard of the name before and I've seen his face before, but for some reason the face and the name wasn't syncing up. I don't know why, but because of my dyslexia, I thought people were talking about Fidel Castro and then I was really, really confused. So then I did some in-depth research and then I was like, oh wait, it's the guy from like all these other projects that I've seen. So I knew him from The Mandalorian. He has been in so many other projects and I also found out that he's Chilean, which is super awesome. As a Latina myself, it's really cool seeing people give my people praise and adoration for their talents. Upon further research as to why the internet is so obsessed with this man, I ran into a bunch of thirst traps and fan edits. And even though he's been a very good sport about it, I still feel kind of icky with certain things that I've seen. With extreme fetishization, objectification, and the hypersexualization of men and men of color in Hollywood. And the reason why I'm making this video is because this all ties into something way, way, way deeper. Not only is it normalized, but it's encouraged to objectify men in Hollywood. And I know there are a few people who are watching this and listening to me speak right now who don't think it's a big deal. But even that I feel like is a conversation in itself. And it is a testament to how normal this is. This is a problem that goes beyond Pedro Pascal. It's a problem that affects young men in Hollywood and how normal it is to sexualize them. It's, it's a lot. For those of you guys who have been watching me for a really long time, you guys know that I am someone who is very neutral in my stance about many, many things that I talk about. So this video is not gonna be any different. But before we deep dive into all of that, you guys know the drill, I gotta pay my bills. So I have two sponsors for today's video. So May is coming up, which means that Mother's Day is coming up soon. And Jenny Kane has the perfect items for not only your moms, but also for you. Jenny Kane items are classic, comfortable, and Californian inspired. Think minimalist meets luxury from a cashmere knit sweater to a flowy summer dress. You can basically find any sort of clothing on Jenny Kane. Jenny Kane believes in one thing and one thing only, the art of simplicity with a focus on comfort, extremely high quality, and timeless designs. I recently bought two sweaters from Jenny Kane and I was actually shook at how good the quality was. I know a lot of brands claim to be luxury or good quality and kind of fall short, but Jenny Kane is definitely not one of those brands. I'm definitely going to get my mom something nice from here. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code SALEM at checkout. That's 50% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SALEM and treat yourself because you deserve it. Okay guys, I'm super excited for this one because I've actually used this brand for a very long time. Thank you to Blissy for also sponsoring today's episode. Blissy pillowcases, they're made from the highest quality mulberry silk, providing a soft and smooth surface that reduces friction for your hair and skin, preventing damage and also promoting hydration. They're also hypoallergenic for all skin types, especially sensitive skin types, which is perfect for someone like me because I have very, very sensitive skin. Like, and people really underestimate how much pillowcases contribute to your skin. Blissy silk pillowcases are the best ones on the market. They have a ton of different prints and colors and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone. Yes, even men. They have over 1.5 million raving fans and you could be a part of that. So try now risk-free for 60 nights at blissy.com slash Salem. Get an additional 30% off. That's B-L-I-S-S-Y dot com slash Salem and use code Salem to get an additional 30% off. You'll wake up feeling better than ever. Parte 1. 
How did the obsession for Pedro Pascal even come to be? And where is it going wrong? After nearly two decades of taking on small roles in film and television, Pascal rose to prominence for portraying Oberyn? Oberyn? Oberyn. Oberyn Martell, don't ask me how to pronounce that, I've never watched Game of Thrones, as well as a role in the crime series Narcos, as well as being part of The Mandalorian, and most recently, The Last of Us, which I also haven't seen, but I heard it's really good. I just don't really like TV, okay guys? I've watched My Little Pony. I love My Little Pony. Fluttershy's best pony, you know, so. That's one thing I have seen. Um, if it doesn't involve brightly colored things, then my interest just flies out the window. Even though Pedro Pascal has recently been in modern media, he didn't quite take the storm on social media platforms until TikTok got their grimy little hands on the very next man that they were gonna obsess with for the next year. And Pedro Pascal hit the lottery, launching his popularity on TikTok. TikTok definitely elevated the obsession with his work to a whole new level with a specific fan edit. A fan edit! That is crazy to me how just the internet works nowadays. This edit is notoriously known as that one edit. This iconic edit, of course, was made by this user, cannot pronounce it, so yeah. I will show you guys the edit, but unfortunately the music in it is copyrighted, so I will do all of the voice acting. Would you like to ride home on a real cowboy? I got a six pack of cold ones all night. And my room is out all night so you can scream on as loud as you need to, sugar. Hey sexy lady. I forgot the words. This is a really bad lip syncing. Go watch the original video. This edit of Pedro Pascal has 36.9 million views. That is literally insane to me. This isn't the only edit that has gone huge on TikTok. There are so many edits that get like millions and millions and millions of views. It got so big to the point where SNL even acknowledged it. And obviously Pedro has been a very good sport about it all. He acknowledges that all his characters that he plays are in position where he's being portrayed to the audience as someone desirable or handsome and he has a good time with it. However, I do want to talk about the societal and social media um, aspect. I obviously do believe that there are fans who genuinely love Pedro Pascal because, you know, they consider him talented and handsome and they love his work, but there are certain people out there who have definitely fallen for the stereotype and trope of the Latin lover. For those of you who don't know what the Latin lover trope is, I'm here to talk to you about it. The Latin lover trope is a Latin American or Mediterranean man that is characterized as having a romantic, passionate temperament and great sexual prowess. Type that portrays specifically Latin men as hypersexual and irresistible to women. You see how this is starting to intertwine, right? Let's keep going. It perpetuates the idea that Latin men are only good for sex, lacking in depth and complexity. The Latin lover trope goes all the way back into its roots in the European and American perceptions of Latin American men and culture, which date back to, you guys guessed it, the colonial.
colonial era. During this time, European colonizers and explorers often portrayed the native inhabitants of Latin America as exotic and sensuous and even primitive. This depiction was then reinforced and even romanticized through American literature, art, popular media, movies, you name it. And I see it a lot. I mean, Pedro Pascal is not the only Latino actor to go through it. Hispanic and Latina women also go through it in uh, Hollywood. A perfect example is Sofia Vergara, who also gets put into roles where she's also being portrayed as this mysterious, exotic Latina woman that everyone secretly wants. Now keep in mind, he is someone who hasn't spoken out against feeling over-sexualized. So he's a very good sport about it. Like I've been saying, are there certain fans who genuinely think that he's handsome and that he's the most daddy AF person ever? Yes, but I also believe that there are people out there who are completely over-sexualizing and hyper-sexualizing him to the point where it's incredibly uncomfortable to read about. And these people don't realize that they are tying the very racist and stereotypical Latin lover trope behind their obsession. There has even been Facebook groups and fan groups that have been exposed, fetishizing Pedro in really disgusting ways, going as far as calling him a Chilean uh, phallic male symbol. Can't say the actual word, but if you guys can see the screen, you guys know what I'm talking about. Basically reducing him to a male body part, and that is just so crazy to me, and it's not right, and it's not right to him either. Look, I understand the internet, okay? People are thirsty, and in order to quench the thirst, they're going to make thirst traps, okay? I get it. But there is a thin line between admiring someone's work and talent in their long resume of impressive projects they've been a part of, acknowledging that this person is very, very attractive, and yes, maybe even hot. And then just the straight up normalization of talking about their body parts, fetishizing them, commenting, what you would do to that person like that is just downright disgusting and i don't know why it's so normal and even though women a million percent deal with this problem in hollywood you know within social media platforms within like news articles magazines and everything no one ever wants to step up and talk about how it affects men in Hollywood. Because those cute little comments that people comment of what they would do to these celebrity males and this and that is considered funny. But if that celebrity was a woman, that would not slide at all. And I think it's time that we have a conversation about these double standards that everyone just seems to ignore. Both aren't okay. The sexualization of and objectification men of men Why is often are overlooked to speak or even celebrated in young pop culture, men. which can make it difficult for people to recognize how problematic it can be. There are five reasons as to why this type of behavior can become a dangerous slippery slope within you know, Hollywood and just celebrity culture. The first is reducing these men who are genuinely talented and kind and charismatic, objectifying them, strips them all of their personality and all the amazing things that they've accomplished into literally just sex appeal and we all know that that's 
really crappy, especially when people have worked hard to get to where they are now. The second reason is just like the objectification of, you know, women actors and singers and celebrities. Um, it can put male actors in these positions where they're always seen as like, well, you should always be sexually available for me. And it can contribute to people treating them a certain way. I mean, this might sound a little bit random, but the mere fact that a lot of male characters even, even fake ones, are also overly sexualized and it can lead to really disrespectful behavior in real life, this is real. One massive example is um, the situation at Disneyland with the actor Gaston. Gaston is portrayed to be like this massive chad with like a bunch of muscles and he's supposed to be like a hunk, right? And the girls in the village all love him except for Belle, which first of all, Slay Queen. Just like Pedro Pascal, even if a character is written or an actor tries out for a role and plays a role of someone who is meant to be like fond over, it still doesn't make the behavior of the fans okay, like hello. But basically there is this Karen at Disneyland who was touching the actor of Gaston inappropriately, like in front of kids, in front of her own family. And the actor kept telling her, can you stop? Like, can you please not touch me? And they eventually kicked her out of the park because she was just being horrendous because she felt entitled to this actor's body because she had objectified and over-sexualized this character. And it's a problem. It's a problem because no one's taking it serious when it should be taken seriously because obviously these things can lead to disastrous results. Also kind of a side note here, but while I was doing research on the whole Gaston incident, I fell down a rabbit hole of just how poorly Disney actors are treated. Apparently, this is a very normal occurrence that the princesses, princes, and even animal actors get groped and harassed all the time. That is so awful. I... Some people on this earth need therapy so bad. What the hell? Seek God repent and then go to jail. I can't. The third reason is power dynamics. Many male actors in Hollywood have significant power and influence and the sexualization and dismissal of how people over-sexualize them can cause a lot of power imbalances that can make it difficult for men to speak out against inappropriate behavior that they have faced because of the stereotype, oh, they should like it though. There's a bunch of women practically throwing themselves at him. He should be grateful. Like what? You guys are weird. Literally, I want people to understand that in the Hollywood cult, these corrupt massive corporations, these people in massive power do not discriminate against who they can take advantage of. And I want that to sink in because it happens to both women and men and people from all walks of life, all identities and races. If they can take advantage of someone, they will do it because they are that corrupt. There are victims everywhere of these people in power. Some of these people in power had completely blacklisted them for even daring to speak out against other people's inappropriate behavior towards them. Someone who has bravely shared their story is Brandon Fraser. And because of him coming out and talking about this, he almost got blacklisted in Hollywood. Terry Crews has also bravely come out to talk about his story as well, mentioning that he was afraid to talk about it because he, and I quote, he feared that he would go to jail and he feared that the headlines would be 240 pounds black man stomps out Hollywood honcho. Terry Crews is also another actor who has faced years and years of hypersexualization. And it's scary that a lot of these men who have also been taken advantage of by the, you know, 
elites in Hollywood are afraid to come out to talk about it because not only have they played characters that have been sexualized, so they feel like they have no right to come out and say anything about it, but also because the fact that there is such a weird like stigma with men coming out with their stories, even though there shouldn't be. Everyone should come out with their story, no matter who you are. Terry Crews' fear of being criticized and made fun of for coming out with his hashtag MeToo story um, was valid because it literally did end up happening. There was multiple comedians and rappers who were literally making fun of him, saying that he could have done something to avoid it, but he just didn't want to, so therefore he wanted it. And it's just so crazy to think that this is just a normal response to someone who is a victim coming out with their story to be made fun of and belittled and basically to be gaslit. I don't understand why people try to make this weird backwards logic of trying to figure out why someone didn't defend themselves, why someone didn't say no. That's not the point of the victim's story. The point is that it happened, point blank period. And that's what should be focused on. Fourth is the impact on mental health. This obviously stems with number three, you know, male actors regretting roles that they have taken up because of how it affected them. Especially when it comes to the pressure of the male Hollywood beauty standard and how it can create a lot of body dysmorphic thoughts Literally just recently, Taylor Lautner from the Twilight series came out talking about his battle with body dysmorphia and how Twilight and being casted on Twilight was the main source of all his body issues. He was only 17 years old, so a minor, when the producers were pressuring him to be in the gym for like eight hours every single day and put him on severely strict diets. And when the Twilight series was over, he gained a bit of weight. And fun fact, I live very close by to where the Twilight movies were filmed. So growing up in the Pacific Northwest, these films were a massive deal over here. So obviously when a lot of people found out that he had gained weight, I remember just how normal it was to make fun of him. I'm glad that we currently live in a generation where child actors who were exploited can now come out with their stories because we would have never known that he was struggling with so much at such a young age if he never came out with his story. The over-sexualization and objectification of his character overshadowed the fact that isn't it kind of weird that they're pressuring a 16-year-old to be in the gym for 10 hours per day with only like a chicken diet like that's crazy and obviously the last one is double standards and how warped they are the sexualization of men in hollywood is deemed as a positive and desirable trait while the sexualization of women is viewed as negative or even harmful and honestly i'm so happy that we now live in a generation where celebrities and um you know influencers and creators and all of these people from all types of um walks of art right can come out and talk about their experiences so that hopefully the new wave of you know teenage and young adult celebrities can be a little bit more protected than they were something that recently came to my attention that even i was like why did i never notice that was the crazy objectification and over sexualization of justin bieber when he first was coming out with music justin bieber is currently 29 years old he became like worldwide famous at 15 15? That's so young. I was like 10 years old and Justin Bieber was barely like becoming super huge in media. So I was just kind of jamming to his music. But as an adult, 
I looked back at the whole Justin Bieber craze and phenomenon because it was massive. If, if you guys were also Gen Z growing up with Justin Bieber being like a huge thing, the amount of hate that he got was crazy. But not only the amount of hate, but the way people were treating him, guys, like it's, it's beyond me. There are literally interviews of like grown, grown men and women asking like a 15 year old Justin Bieber what he does with fans. Like, girl, he better be eating kids' cuisine with them because what else would he be doing? Like, that's crazy. I'm um, like 17, so would you rather have to be naked on stage? <laughs> Answer Justin Bieber. I have like little girl fans. I can't. Imagine there was no laws. Imagine it wasn't like weird like that. Justin Bieber. If you have to date one of us, five. I did grab his butt. I'm single. I, I could I couldn't help it. He was just so delicious. So little. Just ah. Even the fact that there was a grown woman who lied about how Justin Bieber got her pregnant. Like, what is going on? <laughs> Ma'am, you should be in jail. Also, can I just bring up the fact that what makes this whole situation even crazier is the fact that throughout all this time where Justin Bieber was going through all of this as a child, people were making fun of him so hardcore on TV shows, within like parodies, YouTube, like you name it. He was getting dogged on like crazy, even though the number one thing he needed was help. And then when he grew into a young adult, he started acting out like really, really badly. And then the media was like, I just don't know why he's acting like that. Which by the way, they always do. They did it to Lindsay Lohan. They did it to Amanda Bynes. They did it to Britney Spears. People are vile and evil and will treat these people like they're disposable piles of trash that deserve to be disposed of. And then they get angry when they try to fight back or act out literally make it make sense because it's not making sense the reason why the situation is so scary is because back then that was normal and who knows maybe the stuff that we're saying online about people like pedro pascal in a few years will be the same thing but it all starts with denormalizing this type of behavior would love if you could read a few thirst tweets that the internet has for you you can read them to camera No. Oh, Dirty. For, for your enjoyment only. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good Very night. Good. <laughs> Final part, meeting at the middle. How can we stop certain behaviors from becoming problematic in the future? And the reason why I tie this all back to Pedro Pascal is because I see the same verbiage being used. I would do this to him. Just language that can lead to a very disastrous place. And I really don't want Gen Z to repeat the same mistakes of other generations that have unfortunately put a lot of people in positions where they are now going to experience lifelong trauma. Obviously the situation is a little different because Pedro is someone who embraces the meme, you know? But that also doesn't mean that he won't come out with like his own story years later 
talking about like, hey, you know what? Now that I reflect on it, that was kind of weird that people were saying these things about me on the internet. You never know, people change. People revisit situations and feel differently about it years later. I mean, literally someone from the Game of Thrones franchise has also literally talked about this. Kit Harington was similarly objectified after skyrocketing to stardom through playing Jon Snow in the Game of Thrones. He found the focus on his looks to be demeaning. It's the same way as it is for women, Harrington said. When an actor is seen only for her physical beauty, it can be quite offensive. I'm in a successful TV show in a kind of leading man way, and it can sometimes feel like your art is being put into one side for your sex appeal, and I don't like that. In this position, you get asked a lot, do you like being a heartthrob? Do you like being a hunk? And my answer is, that's not what I got into it for. You never know how people are going to feel. Look, I am not the CEO of the internet, okay? I'm not telling you if you have partook or taked, or I, I don't know what the word would be. But if you're someone who is a massive fan of like any sort of celebrity and you make jokes about them being hot and stuff, I think that's fine. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't be a fan or think that someone is handsome and talented and be obsessed with them. I'm not saying that at all. Now, if you feel attacked, that's on you and you're probably doing something that makes you feel attacked because I'm not trying to attack anyone. What I am saying is be smart, be cautious, understand that everything you post has a digital footprint, first of all, but always keep in mind that at the end of the day, celebrities are humans too and they read your comments and you never know, ever, ever know how it's affecting them or how it can even add to the normalization of really bad behavior. I think we can all agree that people like Brendan Fraser, Pedro Pascal, even female celebrities like, you know, Drew Barrymore are people who are really famous and loved for a reason. And the last thing that we should do with these, you know, people that we want to keep around for a while in our movies, in our music, in our content is to eventually make them hate their fan base. Fan bases have so much power. You as an audience have so much power. And I always talk about this in my videos, how people who consume, you are you the consumers, literally have the power. You guys have so much power, you have no idea. Use it for good. Fan edits, art, fanfics, all of this stuff will always be part of the internet. Are there gonna be people who use this art in fan fiction and all this other type of stuff wrongly? Um, duh. But should you be part of that group of people? No. Contribute to stopping the cycle. I think that Gen Z has the power to definitely stop the cycle of so much hurt that has been happening in general towards people of all walks of life who have constantly been taken advantage of by people in elite positions by denormalizing a lot of these stereotypes, tropes. I genuinely do believe that humans can be great and are capable of beautiful things and that we all have good inside of us. And the more we feed our favorite creators, our favorite celebrities and musicians, and even the people in our life good things, the more you feed them light, love, acceptance, the longer you're probably gonna have that person around you. And that is something that is always worth remembering before you say something horrible. <laughs> All right, guys, that is it for today's video. Thank you so much for watching. This was a very long one, but man, did I have a lot to talk about. Um, if you guys made it to the end, make sure you put down a duck emoji down in the comments below. And of course, let me know down in the comments what your opinion is on the 
hypersexualization and normalization of the romanticization Asians of all the isms and nations um, of men in Hollywood or even women in Hollywood what you have seen what you have observed or write one nice thing about Pedro Pascal down in the comments below you are to like and subscribe so you can get more content like this and who wouldn't want to watch more content like this oh you don't well, follow me on Instagram where I'm doing my mini series Make Up Your Mind while I talk about negative feelings that we experience as humans and how we can transform it into positive things while doing my makeup. Remember to follow me on TikTok where I post random stuff. And of course, make sure you check out my podcast, which is audio versions of what you're listening to right now, but on literally every single streaming platform. Maybe leave a good review, you know, maybe. Hmm? Podcast is the Salem Tovar podcast. Yes, I know, creative. And that is it for today, y'all. Before I go, you guys know I always Give you guys homework and that is when you turn off your phone your tablet or ipad today after you watch this video make sure you get out there into the real world be kind to people drink water and make today count do something fun eat wing stop uh pet your dog just make today count okay and i will see you guys in the next video bye